everyone. Welcome to episode 151, Reparenting Yourself. Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to lesson. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And have harmony in the home. I love when I talk about something and it resonates with so many people because when something wakes you up or something I say or something you read or something you hear or something that happens with your children or your spouse or your greedy goody grandpappy, when something like that happens, it's the lightning bolt of awakening that can change the trajectory of your entire life. I heard the one statement when I was doing body beats, doing chest of your child is born with their own throbbing spirit and they are here to teach you where you need to grow. And I'm like, wait, what? It was like lightning bolts. I talk about it all the time because that one statement and all of the trials and tribulations that I had been dealing with for so long leading up into that point, it was like, boom. And then the journey began. But before that, I just kept blaming the kids. It was all them, it was all them, it was all them. And I was wondering why I was feeling so powerless and sleeping with so much mommy guilt because I gave all my power away to my kids. And you might be doing that by giving all your power away to your kids or it might be to your spouse, it might be to your ex-husband, it might be to your ex-wife, it might be to your dad, it might be to your mom, it might be to your aunt, it might be to a neighbor, it might be to someone who stole from you. So when you know that, you're not going to bring your baggage into your relationship, especially with your kids, because they're just being kids. And any triggers that we have and anything that brings up a huge reaction, we know that there's something underneath there. Like a lot of times I hear clients telling me, I'm so afraid they are going to be like blank. And that blank could be a brother, a sister, an aunt, an uncle, a grandpa, a grandma, a mom, a dad, a teacher, a sibling, a neighbor's kid. It could be anything. And so when you know that, you can kind of unlink it. So we're talking about your blueprint for love, which you didn't have any say in. And then we're talking about creating your own blueprint and then also merging the two. So if you haven't listened to the episodes leading up to that, you don't have to do it right now, but go back and listen to those if you haven't. And also your parents lied to you is a very powerful way of kind of unlinking and disconnecting from worry that your kids are going to be just like blank and letting them be just who they are meant to be. Because it could be you're so worried your child is going to be like your ex-husband or your ex-wife or your mom or your dad. And so the more that you think about your fear of them being like that person, or you turning into your mom, or you turning into your dad, or you turning into your sibling, or you turning into XYZ person, the more you're going to become that. And the more you're going to create that and look for evidence of that in your own children. So that's why healing your old wounds in current times separate from your children is so powerful and so freeing because you see them as separate from you and separate from whoever you're worried of them becoming. And there's a lot of ways to reparent yourself. And pretty much what it is, is if you had a less than ideal parenting dynamic or a parent in your life or both parents or one parent or a step parent, and if you had a less than ideal experience, sometimes when you become a parent on your own, you feel a little lost out in sea because you don't have that framework or that default setting to kind of fall back on. So a lot of times we're so afraid of being like XYZ that we end up becoming more like XYZ because we're thinking about it so much. 
It's kind of like when I was writing rules in the classroom, I wasn't ever allowed to write no running, no hitting, no pushing, no talking. You always had to tell the child what you wanted them to do, like use calm hands, raise your hand to speak, walk in line, keep your hands and your feet to yourself, quiet voices while you're reading, things like that, to tell the child what to do versus always telling them what not to do. Because whenever you tell a child not to do something, it's more likely that they will be doing that. So a lot of times when we're so afraid of being like XYZ or our children becoming like XYZ, the more we end up ironically creating it. So when you have to reparent yourself, you have to learn the things that were never taught to you. And there's a great infographic on hopefulpanda.com and it's seven steps. And like I said in previous episodes, it's not so much about becoming someone It's going back to who you were when you were born, who you were when you were a child, who were you at your authentic spirit, who you were before you had someone else's mindset kind of be plugged into yours. And we talk about step number one, learn about what you missed out on as a child and how it affected you. We do so much of that deep diving of like, what was your childhood like? What did you experience from your eyeballs, from your perspective, with your temperament, your age, your stage? And a lot of times, the way that you experienced your childhood is very different than the way that your siblings had their childhood and experienced it. So it's not even based on what your siblings say. It's what you felt. And what did you think when you were seven? When I was in fifth grade, I was terrified of going to other people's houses for sleepovers because I was convinced that my house was going to burn down and I was going to lose my whole family. So I can't sleep out because if I sleep out, then I'm going to lose my family and become an orphan. Now, no other sibling had that experience. My little pea brain in fifth grade, my insecure, vulnerable brain, put that in my head. No parent ever told me that. I never had experience with the fire. I never got lost at the store. It's just something that I experienced and it was very real and very true to me at fifth grade. So a lot of times as a kid, you make things up and you don't even realize you're making it up because everything feels so real until you're looking at your childhood and your experience with your grown-up eyes. So looking at how you experienced your childhood and why based on your age, based on your stage, based on your gender, based on your temperament, based on your dynamics with your parents. Because a lot of times you look at your siblings and they had a completely different relationship with your parents. Why is that? Because they're a different age. They're a different stage. They're a different temperament. They're a different gender. Or they might've been the same gender and had a completely different experience. I come from one of three girls. All three of us had completely different experiences. Now, if you look at that, you're like, which one's right? It's the spectacles in which each child was going through where they were living, what their age was, what was going on in the family unit. So all those dynamics, it's not one size fits all. Just like your child is going to have a completely different relationship with you and also a completely different experience if you have more than one. So the less you try to control it and you just focus on your side of the street, the less you get worried about ruining your child because we're just really not that powerful. Our brain likes to think that we are, but we're really just not that powerful. And the step two they talk about is connect with your inner child. We talk about this a lot of like, What were you like when you were a kid? What did you like to do for fun? What did you like to do for relaxation? What did you do that made you giggle? What did you do that made you feel free? Connecting with that child, that person is still is within inside of you. And that's what's so great about having kids is because they kind of remind us how to be the kid again, how to be silly, how to be goofy, if that was your temperament. Or if you were a serious kid, was it reading a lot of books? What was it? Was it art? Was it writing? Was it drawing? Being in touch with that is a way to reparent yourself to kind of heal that old wound in current time through your experiences. 
Step three, let go of the burden, shame, and guilt you feel. This is why so many of you loved your parents lied to you because you realize that the way that your parents treated you had nothing to do with you. Now, this doesn't let them off the hook, but you can let go of a lot of the shame and the guilt and the burden that they were casting upon you, and you took it as factual, and you took it as truth, and the way that they thought about you became the way that you thought about yourself. So when you let go of that, like, oh, it was just based on what was passed on from them to me and what was passed on from their parents and their parents and their parents and so on. And this one's really powerful, learning what your parents couldn't teach you. So this is when it starts brand new of like, did my parents teach me about healthy boundaries, how to regulate my emotions, communication, how to be resilient, working hard, how to deal with frustration. Was their frustration tolerance high or was it low? I was just driving Lily to volleyball and she wasn't really chatty. I'm like, you good? She's like, yeah, my social battery's just on E because she had just gotten out of school and we're going to volleyball. I'm like, oh, I get that. When my social battery's on E, I just want to like collapse in bed. And she's like, yup. How were they for accountability when they messed up? Did they apologize? Were they always right? All these things, you can just kind of look at your parents as a human versus someone who told you what to think about yourself. And how do they model self-love? Did they like you? Did they like themselves? Did they like each other, the people that they spent time with? These are all things that you can look at and see from grown-up eyes of like, huh, that makes me curious. The next one about reparenting, create meaningful relationships and form a good support network. Now, I always say that DNA does not trump the line. Like the fast passes you get at Disney World or Universal or all those amusement parks, you get fast passes. Your parents don't get a fast pass into your adult relationships unless they are someone that you want to impact you and your children. They don't automatically get just because they're family. A lot of times we use our children as a pawn to get that relationship that we longed for so much as a child and then we don't get it or they don't show up emotionally. Then we end up re-injuring ourselves and our kids again because we expect different results from the same people that showed a consistency of pattern of behavior over the last 20, 30, 40 years. So instead of expecting them to change What about putting up boundaries where you get to create your own blueprint in your own little four walls of magic versus always giving them the fast pass and saying DNA, DNA, well, they're my mom, well, they're my dad, well, they're my mom. You can still have a relationship with them. It just doesn't have to be that they're invited over your house every day for chicken dinner. The next one's number six, fulfill needs your parents didn't meet, like practicing self-care, being kind to yourself, How are you talking to yourself? Making sure that your voice that you're speaking about yourself is your voice and not the echoes of your parents' voice chiming in because the way that your parents spoke to you was a reflection of the way that your parents felt about themselves projected onto you. Always and forever, amen. So if your parents had a great self-esteem and a lot of self-like and a lot of self-love, then they saw that in you. They illuminated that in you and projected that onto you. If your parents were insecure, self-loathing, abused alcohol, abused other people, abused themselves with addictions, then they probably projected it onto you and found evidence of how you weren't good enough because they didn't feel good enough. It had nothing to do with you. So that's when you get to reparent yourself and be the parent that you needed when you were younger But now that you're an adult, you can be that same parent to yourself of giving yourself accountability, practicing self-love, having healthy boundaries, regulating your emotions, being resilient, communicating your feelings, feeling your feelings. These are all new things if you were never taught it. 
And the reason why your parents never taught it to you, if they didn't, wasn't because they were trying to be meanie gremlins. It's because they were never taught themselves. So they didn't know how to pass it on to you. And number seven, which is my favorite, it's very simple, is being yourself. Being who you were before all of that projection was laid onto you. She or he still lives inside of you. It's not like they just disappear. A lot of times parents will ask me, well, what do, how do I know what my kids want to do and what their passions are and what they do for fun? And I'm like, I always say, you have to watch what they do with their invisible hours. What are they drawn towards? What kind of books are they picking out at the library? What do they do when they're outside playing? They will find it as long as we're not projecting what we want onto them. Like Dr. Shafali always says, Picasso doesn't need to go to art class. The paintbrush will find Picasso and Picasso will find the paintbrush. You can't create passions within your children. It already lives inside of them. They're already an expert in that area and they will find the paintbrush. As long as we are not getting in their way and shoving a tuba in their hand when they're not really into music. They're not really into tubas. Just like my parents didn't have to sign me up for soccer, I found soccer. And my sisters had other passions and other interests that they found along the ways. As long as you're not getting in the way of what your kids already like to do, they will find it as long as you're super curious and don't have an agenda because they will find their way if we get out of their way. Remember, they have their own throbbing spirit. Their soul has a contract that has nothing to do with us. We're not as powerful as we like to think that we are. So if you have to reparent yourself from a lot of abuse from your past, a verbal abuse or physical abuse or even neglect, you're going to have to be the voice within yourself of muting their voice if it was filled with a lot of self-loathing and critical energy. You're going to have to start focusing on your good qualities, that you're doing your best so you can forget the rest. You're going to have to be your own cheerleader. It's not anybody else's job. Are you tending to your physical, emotional, and spiritual needs? When we don't look outside for that, then we're not so desperate and needy for someone else to fill that void because it's not their job and they couldn't do it even if they wanted to. Are you practicing setting boundaries and letting go of unhealthy relationships, allowing yourself to have fun? There's not one child on this planet that doesn't know how to have fun. That child lives within all of us. If you weren't taught these self-care concepts, then that's how you reparent yourself and heal by giving yourself what you didn't have growing up and not taking it personally like it had something to do with you. It's that they were filled in ego. They were filled in fear. They were filled in lack. They were feeling not good enough. So then they projected that not good enoughness onto you. And then you might've rebelled or you might've became the straight A student to make up for that feeling of not good enoughness that you felt as a kid, that nothing you ever did was ever gonna measure up, never gonna be enough. So you're filling up a bucket that had all sorts of holes. And so you might be feeling like you're doing that as an adult too where you're on this treadmill of worthiness and it might be through your job, it might be through social media, it might be through your relationships, it might be through your parenting, it might be through your wifing or your husbanding or your boyfriending or your girlfriending or through your addictions trying to fill that hole. And when you know that, then you're like, oh, that's why I'm doing that. Not because I need something from somebody else, but because I'm trying to gain something from somebody else. And then when they don't give it to you, you're not disappointed because you know they can't give it to you even if they wanted to. That's where you become the parent that you needed when you were younger and you're reparenting yourself. And in that process, you start to feel good about yourself, not from a cocky point of view, but from a content and confident point of view where you see yourself as a child of God, a child that's living inside of you already. And so becoming more of him or her versus who your parents wanted you to be or your boss or your coaches or your teachers or whoever that is, that influence that's whispering in your ear, being more of who you were meant to be versus who they wanted you to be so they could feel like they were being a good parent or a good coach or a good teacher. 
And like I always say, if you're ever not sure, just look to your child because they will remind you of your inner child because your souls are already connected and you can't mess this parenting gig up. That is such freedom when you know that. And when you know you can't mess it up, then you're not parenting from pressure. You're parenting from love. And in that process, you can reparent yourself too. I love you guys and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting bootcamp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com. And if you really want to fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, what was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening. I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.